good afternoon. This is the Barbecue and Curry Basketball Podcast. I am here with my roommate and fellow podcast idiot. Podcast idiot. What's going on, guys? So we're going to talk about what we always love to talk about, the NBA, baby. And we're down to round two. So we're going to start out with the number one seed and the number five seed in the East. We have the Philadelphia 76ers and and the Atlanta Hawks. Now... I predicted that Philly would win this series relatively easily, and I believe Ty predicted the same. Yes. Um, game one was an eye-opener. Now, keep in mind that Joel Embiid has a torn meniscus, mm-hmm. but Ice Trey in Philadelphia was like, y'all going to get, y'all going to learn these lessons today. They stole one. And they stole one. They stole home court. And game two, Atlanta played like hot boo-boo, and it was close. Until it wasn't. And Joel put up 40 points. They won by, they won by 16. Yeah. I know 16 exactly because your boy had a, uh, had, a, had, a, had a little dull one at a 10 to 1 Philly winning by 17 to 20 points. <laughs> Yo, I was at work. I was like, I was shotting on the goddamn yeah, he, was, he was hoping somebody was, was going to hit a free throw, get a Um, This, first of all, I'm going to say I, but I know a lot of people have slept on, slept on Atlanta. Atlanta is a very good team. Very good team. Um, they got my boy out of Croatia out here shooting shots. Just cold-blooded. Bogdanovic is nice. Jesus. Good, oh, nice. good Lord. Uh, no, can't spell defense. Can't spell defense. Can't spell defense, but will make a contested shot in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Bogey's, Bogey's nice. Bogey's real nice. And listen, um, like they got a good bench, too. They got some good bench production. That's why that game was... Closer than it should have been. That good bench production came out of Philadelphia. I keep forgetting that dude's name. Shake Milton. Shake Milton Milton had the game of his life, (laughs) which should not happen. Because he wasn't in the rotation. No. And then, like, Philly was struggling a little slightly offensively. And and then, because they were like, once Ben was sat sat down, they had no point guard production. Yeah. So so they're like, shit, let's bring this dude back into the rotation. He channeled his inner stuff curve. Shake went 5 for 5 from from downtown. that, That was it. Yeah. I still hold the belief. That Ben Simmons is a problem offensively. Now, defensively, it's interesting to watch because Ben Simmons, and I haven't seen this in a long time. Defensively, when Ben's Ben Simmons is, they list him at 6'11. I legitimately believe he's seven feet tall. What? He's guarding a point guard. I need people to understand. He's seven feet tall, guarding a man who is six foot one. Crafty, shifty point guard. And is doing, I don't want to say. No, when, when, when they put Ben on Trey, yeah. Trey doesn't score. Trey scores, this is a whole lot. But it's Trey doesn't score. But they score when they get that switch, or it's on the fast break, and, and Ben can't pick Trey up. Yeah. Ben's got to pick up, you know, yeah. the guy who's next to it would be Jason Guy. Like, when, when it's a half-court set, and, and it's Ben versus Trey, that's a problem. Trey doesn't do much. Trey can't. He, not, that, not that he doesn't want to. He just can't. Um, if I still believe Philly's in trouble. After watching these two games. You, got, you think Atlanta wins? I see a path that Atlanta wins. I mean, as do I, but I don't think it happens. I don't, I, I, and I'm going to say this, too. I think Atlanta's better coach. I like Nate McMillan as a coach better because I've seen in-game adjustments with him on a more frequent basis than I've seen with Doc. Now, Doc has made some interesting adjustments that have gone. It's tough to say simply because we, we both, of us, both of us like Nate. We both of us dislike Doc. But things Doc's more under the spot, 
Like he's uh, he was on the spotlight with the Celtics. That's where he got his credit. He was on the he was on the spotlight with the Clippers. That's where we were like, what is he doing? But now looking looking at that fucking team, looking at how they're playing, like maybe he wasn't Doc. <laughs> maybe the Clippers wasn't Doc. The Clippers are still trash. No, we won't get to the Clippers in a minute. They barely beat a one man team last round, but they're still we don't, trash. We don't, we don't get to them. Um, but Doc was boo booing it. But Doc was boo booing Orlando. Yeah, oh, it's Orlando. Like I. Like Orlando, it's hard to win Vogel was able to win in Orlando, which I find extremely disturbing. Not one win, win more. <laughs> well, they, yeah. made it, they made it to the playoffs. I'm they just shocked. Right. But yeah, um, listen, I still think I, I think Doc's a better coach than McMillan personally. Um, I think Philly gets it done, maybe in six, possibly in five. Five no, five no. We'll see. We'll They're going back to Atlanta. No, if Philly, if Atlanta doesn't win Game Three, it's in, it's in Atlanta. I know. If they don't win Game Three, they're not winning Game Four. I'm saying they they gotta they, they gotta win that first home game because they know they're not built like Philly. They're not built with a Ben and Joe. They're not built with a playoff experience. If they don't win Game Three, they oh no, we they, we saw strange things last year with the Clippers not being able to win at home. We I don't know. It's the fucking Clippers. They don't have a home stadium. They don't have a home court. This is very true. Yeah. Speed. Speaking of a team getting the brakes beat off of, we're going to go to Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And Brooklyn terrifies me. As they should. Absolutely terrifies James Harden pulls his hamstring in the first 45 seconds of the first game. And Brooklyn beats the Jesus off of Milwaukee. Game, like, one, was, game one was kind of close. It was an eight-point game. Game two. And then game two, and I'm just, and I pick Milwaukee to win. I like Milwaukee's defense. Game two, I'm just like, what defense? <laughs> like, where's the defense I thought was? No, that game just showed up today. Yes. That, finally. Um, but Also, today was a game out of the 80s. It's a fucking 83 to 86. Yes. Yes. That's, that was, first, that was Milwaukee's defense, and Milwaukee not being able to hit the bras out of a barn. I'm yeah, like, yeah it, was, it was Milwaukee's defense, also Milwaukee's lack of offense. And complete lack of offense. Also, Giannis, dude. It's never a good thing when I can shoot free throws better than you. Yeah, we're going to work on like, that. Good. We need to work on that, man. That's... And, and, and the refs, they're calling that 10-second violation now. Yeah. I wish they're more consistent with it. Call it every time. Yes. Because Giannis literally takes a fucking age to shoot a free throw. <laughs> so call it every time. Like, that's what I, I, that's one of my least favorite things about the NBA. The, the inconsistency. Yeah, no, it's, it's also like, like even the commenter to say, because they're so used to it, oh, it's the playoffs. They call it differently. No, don't call it different than the playoffs. Call us in the playoffs like you win the regular season. Max Kellerman had a funny saying on first take today. He said, it takes it takes Giannis longer to shoot a free throw than it takes Hussein Bolt to run 100 meters. Very true. That is a factually correct statement. That is a That's factually that. correct statement. Um, As much as I like Giannis, I'm going to need Giannis to go to the Akeem Olajuwon School of Big Men over the summer, and I'm going to need you to do two things. Figure out a post move. He's That's- got that. He has no off-dribble moves. Which is, which wouldn't be a problem, but he brings the ball up for that I was, team. I was getting to that too. <laughs> you gonna we gonna have to work on that with you because that's like there was there was a video today of him trying to cross up Blake, and I was like, speaking of Blake, Blake <laughs> owes Detroit money. Now we <laughs> we talked about this last podcast. Blake don't owe nobody a goddamn no, 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 no. thing. Blake owes Detroit money. <laughs> Blake I, don't it's know. hard to pull a okie doke on either one of us because we usually good at the scam. Blake has scammed. The it was, NBA. It was because wonderful. It's wonderful this man has tapped into. It's not even vibranium. He just tapped into. Oh fuck it! I feel like I can play again. No, he went Doctor Strange on us. He turned by the clock. He went. This Strange man is playing like he like he was on the Clippers. Yeah, the clip. 
with him as a five, and he keeps playing this way. But the thing is, it's a better version of that of the lobster Clippers. You know why? Yes. Because this Blake can shoot a three. Yes. I. Whoever comes out the West, good luck with that. Because if Brooklyn makes it, which is a strong, I still, I'm still root for Milwaukee. I, I, I got Milwaukee coming out. I got Philly. Coming I don't out. know how. But if Brooklyn makes it out of the East, whoever makes it out the West ain't got a shot. Ooh, yeah, you wrong. You wrong. If the Jazz make it out the West, that's my team. Like, that's what I'm saying. saying. They got a shot. They got a punch of chance. I think. I, I think. The, I think Jazz or Philly wins the whole thing. I mean, I got Philly coming out of the East. Because my thing is. Harden doesn't have to play until he's fully healthy. Facts. So he gets fully healthy. Man, I don't. You're right. But the thing is, you, and you got three of the top 15 players in the NBA. But also, from the top 15, who would pick the three most fragile players? They're probably in the top five. That's... I'm just waiting. And this is sad to say, I'm waiting for Kawhi to do Kawhi things. So far, it hasn't happened. What is Kawhi things? Sage. The earth is flat. Oh, you mean Kyrie? Yeah, I'm Kyrie. Waiting, I'm yeah. waiting for Kyrie to do Kyrie things. Mm-hmm. Sage, the earth is flat. So far, he hasn't. And I'm just like... And listen, for as bad as Milwaukee got beat, right, that second game and the first game, they were outclassed, the series is on par. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, Brooklyn did what they were supposed to do. Yes. And they if... They held home court. And if Milwaukee, man, look... When, when's, when's, on, uh, when's, when's on Saturday, yep. they've held home court. Look, they got... The, in the NBA players moving forward, they have full stadiums. Mm-hmm. Nah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah, Lord. Milwaukee, Milwaukee was live. Milwaukee gets ratchet. Yeah. No, that's that's Memphis, but okay. <laughs> Memphis is, gets ghetto. There's a difference. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a difference. Memphis gets ghetto. I'll let you explain the difference. We're going to let that go for right now. But, yeah. Um, listen, I, I have Philly still coming out of the East. When it's all said and done. Um, but, yeah. This should be a fun series to watch. Uh, let's hope Milwaukee can hold home court. If Milwaukee can hold home court, it becomes a very interesting series. Interesting series. But this this series has solidified to me. Giannis should have never been MVP. I, like, listen, man. Too many holes. Like, I, hate to be the, holes. I, I hate to be the I totally so guy. Actually, I, I'm, I'm lying. I love to be the I totally so guy. Yeah, I'm about to say this. That's why I don't like gamble with you. Because <laughs> I'm not trying to hear your shit. Every day, all day, I paid you that Chick Fil A, and that's it. And that was three years like, ago. I was, I told you, Giannis. I mean, listen, he's a good player. He's a very good player. It's a Russell Westbrook thing. Great. These are great players. These are all-time players. It's, I don't even think However, it's a Russell Westbrook thing. I have not seen development past year two or three, which is fair because that two or three was MVP. Yeah, but you have obvious holes. Mm-hmm. You are trying to Every, play. Everyone's picking on Ben Simmons. They know I'm being on Giannis. I'm just saying. It's, I mean, ben won't even shoot. Yeah, because he knows he's missed. Giannis is out here shooting, and I'm like, if you're going to, if you want to play that stretch, whatever, mm-hmm. you need to lock yourself in the gym until you figure out how to shoot at least 38%, 39%. He may, he may be broken, but fuck Hakeem. Call, call up Dirk. You call him Dirk. Yeah, call, well, call them both up. Yeah. Like, Hakeem gets you the, that well, footwork right. Yeah. And Dirk gets you that shot. Yeah, right. yeah. Like, call call like, Dirk, dude. Whatever, whatever they cost. Yeah. And we know Hakeem got a gym down in Texas. So you, mm-hmm. we know you can go down there. That's true. And, and Dirk. Dirk is probably somewhere between Germany and United. We don't know where Dirk is. No, no, no. Dirk be staying in Texas. Okay. Yeah. Dirk, Dirk well, hell. Yeah. Dallas, Dallas is about three hours from Houston. You spent half a week in Dallas. Have a week in Houston. There we go, man. But we're, you need to lock your... You don't need to be on Instagram. You don't need to be on Twitter. You don't need your family with you. And Ben Simmons, I don't know if he'll, I don't know if he'll help you, but you go hit up Del Curry. 
You go hit up Del Curry. I don't think Del will help him. Yeah, I, I don't think Del will help Del is paying. Del pay us all help. <laughs> Del, hell, Del might help him. His son is on the team. Don't you ain't got to hit up Del. Oh, hit, up, yeah. hit up Seth. Hit up Seth. Seth, 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 Seth might not help him. Seth go hit up Del. I'm like, yeah, I got you. Bro. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you need to hit up. Hey, Ben, you need to go Charlotte, North Carolina. I actually know where they stay. <laughs> you, need to hit, you need to park your talk. Don't go to Australia. Don't be out here with Drake. You need two things. You need a dietitian. Who, hey. Ben Simmons? My, my man's built like a tank. Yeah, he built like a tank, but he out here eating all sorts of craziness. But you need, oh, okay. <laughs> you need that diet. You need the Shannon Sharp dietitian, and you need the Dale Curry shooting program. I'm with you about the Dr. Sharp. I think I think Ben's in great fucking shape, but the, the shooting coach, facts, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the same thing with Joel. Joel, you need that dietitian, man. Yes, not not that's an actual thing. You need to go hit up hit up the Shannon Sharp School of Dietitian and Weight Training because you are to see Joel and B. Yesterday, had he been healthy, he would have been a unanimous MVP. Had everyone been healthy all year, MVP it'd been hard. Bro, MVP was Braun. Braun won hard to MVP three. That was the order. I mean, that was that when everyone got hurt. That was the order. Like Braun was leading because we hadn't seen Ben Simmons do this. He's doing this on a, on a partially torn meniscus. Embiid, Embiid, and it's not even nobody can guard him. I think he's fully healthy, dude. He's not. It's not torn anymore. No, it's 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 not torn. It's partially torn. It's not. Full, you can't play on a fully torn. Minute. You can't move like that. It's partially torn. Like it, it's not. And also, if it was, they wouldn't have played in game one. They, they wouldn't have played. He, he's fine for now. But who is playing hurt is someone in the west out of the west that Phoenix Denver series. Michael Porter Jr. is is a hurt man right now. You cannot convince me that he's fully healthy. He may have fucking gone off game seven against the Trailblazers, but that man is hurt. I've always said in this podcast, I want to see Chris Paul win a chip. I'm not saying he's going to win one this year. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is – I understand that people don't have him in the top five point guards of all time. I, I understand why. Yeah. And I'm the type of person that if – I hate this whole intangibles argument because intangibles change depending on who you talk to. Yes, that's very true. But with Chris Paul – I, outside of magic, I haven't seen anybody with the leadership ability, the ability to galvanize those around him to play. He is six feet tall. Actually, Chris Paul is 5'11". The average height of an NBA player is 6'7". Average height. I don't know if it's that much, but okay. He is able to orchestrate like a conductor those around him and still get his shot off occasionally but make everybody better we always talk about people we always talk about we want players to make other players better mm-hmm. in this NBA there are very few players on the offensive end that make other players better two of them are really good friends yeah LeBron and Chris Paul, yeah. <laughs> Chris Paul. imagine that LeBron does it in a different way because mm-hmm. LeBron is not your score first even though he could yeah be. but Chris Paul is your angles. I, I swear Chris Paul has to be awesome and mad because the, his ability to see angles. His ab- Chris Paul reminds me of a great midfielder in football. He reminds me of a great midfielder okay. in football I get where he sees he may not be the fastest, he may not be the quickest. As a Liverpool fan, this is kind of sounds like Jordan Henderson sometimes, but Jordan Henderson is not a – yeah. Or, or is, he on, is he on that level? No. But I get what you're saying, the vision he has. The vision he has. And he has always, for the last, I want to say four years, 
He got hurt in the playoffs. Yeah. And I see him getting healthy. Er, and Lord Jesus, DeAndre Aiken. I never thought you were a bust. I showed go, up. You I want to go up. ahead and put this out there. I never thought you were a bust, but I was like, because I, I saw the tool set when he was in college. I'm like, are you ever going to put this? No, I thought I saw him in Arizona. I expected a lot out of him. And was he a bust initially? Yes, he was. Because you expect a, a number one overall pick. But also, when we talk about number one overall picks, and we may do a podcast on this, we are grading them on a scale that's unfair, and this is what I mean by that. Your old school number one picks, like Patrick Ewing and all those we think of great overall number one picks, did four years in high school and three years in college. So they're coming out at 21 to 23. Mm-hmm. You got number one picks coming out, out right now between 18, 19, and 20. Yeah, four years of high school, one year of college. Yeah, so that's it's not fair to compare. I think we need to take a different look at how we evaluate number one picks. Because we evaluate them on the scale of, well, that number one pick did well, but that number one pick was also 22, 23. LeBron came out of high school. LeBron is an anomaly. You know, we know. <laughs> Don't even start with LeBron. Right LeBron, on a scale, everything's here. LeBron is way up here. Everything goes back to the media. I just like putting out points. That way you got to compliment LeBron and put your point. Man, fuck you. <laughs> and Luca is also an anomaly. Luca, Luca for those who don't Luka know. Luca is the anomaly. I don't think Luca is the anomaly, even though he is a anomaly, and this is why. Luca has been a professional since he was 16 years old. It's like European training. That's what I was getting at. What We in America live in such an American-centric society. We don't understand that in other countries, you could be a professional athlete at 14, 15 years old. Um, football players, when we say football on this podcast, we mean soccer, but we, we like to refer to it in its official term. Yes. Football players sign professional contracts in Europe, usually around 14, 15. Oh, yeah. The good ones at 12, 13. Yes. So they're getting professional training from their formative years. Kobe Bryant used to talk about this a lot, where he said the skill set in European players is significantly better because they are trained and taught. From a young age, there is no AAU basketball. There's legitimate coaching going on at young. So what you this should, wave of? I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off. I do apologize. But this wave of positionless basketball that they have in the, in the United States now in the NBA last five six years did not come from the United States. That that's been European basketball for the past two, two decades. That's been European basketball for the past thirty years. Yeah, I mean that's just like when you when you're raised in Europe play basketball. You are not you're not honing in on one skill. Yes. You are it, it's it's very much like the the American college system. It gives you a good background of everything. Yes. It, it, we take all boxes. Yes. Can you dribble? Can you play can you play in the poke? Can you play outside? Your your mid range shot, your inside game, your outside game. They work on everything. Yes. You, you don't you're not a star in the European League with us with a with a very with a definite hole in your game. Nope. You can be the early game MVP nope. with a definite hole in your game. You can be Giannis and win the MVP in the early league. Nope. It just doesn't it's happen. funny you mentioned that Giannis wouldn't win the MVP in the European. No, he wouldn't. He simply he simply wouldn't. He's simply it's wouldn't. a lot more physical in the European. Absolutely league. Now you caught some dumbass fouls in the NBA fucking yeah. pissed um, me off. Tony Kukoc, it was your the The Europeans were all Americans have always considered those Europeans soft. And Tony Tony Kukoc was the first one that came, and he didn't come from mainland Europe. He came from Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. There's a difference in basketball player from Eastern Europe. So once you get past Poland, past Germany, actually, mm-hmm. the basketball players become a lot more skilled. Yeah, because they're playing for their life. <laughs> <laughs> you miss layup? Oh, <laughs> knife to the chest! <laughs> like 
they become a lot more skilled. You you see people like um, Ginobili, who's from Argentina. But you see Luca. Luca's not the only one. There's a there's a Luca's the best one. Luca's the best one. Yeah. But there is a there is a laundry list of them Eastern European players, and they play significantly different than like your French, because you got a lot of French players in the NBA mm-hmm. than your French players. You don't have that many German players. Your best one was Dirk. You know, I was thinking the other day. It's very rare that you have draft day trades where you, where you know usually it's one team definitely one ha ha what an idiot for the other team yeah it's very rare you have one that's as equally as balanced as that Luka Doncic Trey Young trade is it even though because people thought it wasn't balanced in the beginning and yeah then... I, I was like I was on Luka and people were like what are you talking about he's, he's European he's playing college just because you didn't see him doesn't mean the bad no Luka's huge. Luka, He's he's six eight. Yeah, Luca is huge. Yes, like Luca is amazing. Yeah, Luca phenomenal. He is again, in my opinion, his trajectory is Mount Rushmore. Yes, I think Trey Young is starting to come into because people thought that Trey once they saw how good Luca was, they're like, ooh, yeah, exactly. Y'all, y'all fleeced Atlanta. But and we and Michael Porter Jr., who's a, a very good fan of Trey, like because in his first like few months, Trey was struggling in the league. Yeah, and he said. Trey's gonna get it together. And when he does, I want you to keep that same energy. I'll never forget that video. And by God, did Trey get it together. Now, I don't like some of his insurance fraud out here, the way he plays. Hey, look, no. Listen, you don't like the way he plays? NBA, change the rules. He he sees the game. Yeah. I'm like, I'm gonna play the game to the best of my ability. Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm gonna use the rules to my advantage. Like Bomani Jones. Like, yeah. I found it, like, listen, one of my favorite players growing up to watch the game was Steve Nash. I found it very hilarious that Steve Nash would be like, Hey, that's on basketball. Motherfucker, you did the same thing. It's but to a degree. The only thing is back then, back then they wouldn't call that a foul. Just <laughs> like, like that, that's all if they do, if they did, y'all mad about Steve Nash having two MEPs, he had a five. Trey Young is out here scamming. Yeah, he out here scamming. Yeah, but usually when you get past a defender, you go past a defender. Yeah, he'll stop. Yeah, he'll stop and just rise up and have you knock into him. <laughs> yeah, just and like, then occasionally still drain that shot. You are out here scamming. And I'm not mad at him, but I'm like. You one of them people that got a car full of net braces just in case you get into a car accident. Damn straight. <laughs> just like, oh my god. I mean, he, he. I mean, listen, Trey. I have nothing against Trey's game. I have no qualms with it. Do you, my man? You do you. But even though Luca, well, is his trajectory is not rushed one, dude. We gonna have to. We, we you need to shoot threes better. But I'm sure that's something you work on. That, that's a volume thing. Get, get him some help. Get him to a situation where he's not the only fucking dude who can make a bucket on that team. Speaking of being the only dude who can make a bucket at the team, have we have we given the Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban, a pass for not being able to attract a marquee free agent to what is a marquee market? They thought they got one. Porzingis out of New York was were like, holy shit, this is going to – like everyone was hyped. Yeah. Stephen A. Smith was crying. Like, like, Stephen A. Smith is always crazy. Like it was, it, I was ready, and the Porzingis got hurt again. And again. Never the same. But never the same. He Dallas has had trouble attracting. Now keep in mind, Dallas is in Texas. You have no state it's income tax. Yeah. Beautiful stadium. Mm-hmm. Probably some of the best facilities. The Mavericks were the first NBA team to upgrade all their facilities. Mark Cuban came in and revolutionized how you take care of players. Yes. Um, a good coach. Very good coach, but you can't attract some. It, something is weird because Houston can attract free agents. Now Houston is a different city than Dallas, but it's the same. No, it's not the same. 
No, it's the same state. No tech, no income. Okay, I was like, is, you, you, you know what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Houston, Dallas, different ballgame. Totally different. And I understand yeah. why young players will want to go to Houston because yeah. it's, it's a wee bit more friendly. The culture. The, the, the Dallas is. Yeah. But still, to be in a state with no state income tax and you struggle to attract. They don't struggle. They got their stars. Now they're working, working with a salary gap. And they got the players they wanted. Ooh, the only they, difference is Porzingis is not who they thought Porzingis was going to be. Ew, maybe they need to fire the GM or something. No, is. you weren't firing nobody. There's nothing wrong with that squad. No one did anything wrong. Porzingis. nothing wrong with the squad. Yeah. Nobody can make a shot. Yeah, like, Porzingis. With Tim Hardaway Jr., you count on him to give you 25 to 27. He's a third option. And which he is on that team. Who's but the second option? Porzingis. But he, he's broken. That's a broken player. He just couldn't stay hurt. Had two got hurt twice in Dallas. You you can't you can't forecast an injury. Actually, funny you mentioned that. You can. You cannot. No no no. Not no. not with more uncertainty. No 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 no. With big men you can. Which is why it's interesting. Which is why the L.A. Lakers never draft. Um, because what people don't realize when you're that tall, that is not actually natural. You're actually considered a giant. Yeah. And certain types of giants have certain types of ailments. Like Sam Bowie is a perfect example. Um, Sam Bowie had, is, was a type of giant that had a deformity in his legs. A lot of people that tall mm-hmm. have particular deformities that manifest because they are so tall. You can medically check. Nowadays, you can medically check for that, which is why certain teams like the Lakers, if you notice, they don't ever draft big men. They will go get out. They will go in the, They will go and get the best one after that first contract. Because if you survive... Um, Bill Walton is another example. Bill Walton is as a is as a type of it's not a disease. It's, it's usually a genetic condition because once you were that tall, yeah, he had a genetic condition that messed up his feet. The same thing with the um, Cleveland Cavalier Center, uh, Big Z, Zogasis. Zogasis. Yeah. Once you get that tall, you certain types. If you don't, you usually have heart conditions. We saw this with the center out of Baylor. Mm-hmm. Some of them have heart conditions, but a lot of them have bone conditions that you can actually project out, which is why the so, Lakers being a prime example, they never draft. It's usually somebody over six feet ten, six feet ten inches tall, because it is not natural for a person to be that tall. Listen, we are veering off into different concepts altogether. Yeah. I personally have no qualms with what my members have done. Now you got to go back. Find a way to get get Porzingis off your, off your roster. Get someone else in. If Porzingis could get and stay healthy, if Porzingis can get back to eighty percent of the play he was, that that, team, that, that team's back. That that, that team is back. Not just in the playoffs, but that team is that team is contention. But they need. That's a big. Tim Hardaway is a third option. It's, it's, it's a good third, a third option, option, but that's a big. That's a big. Opinion. Yeah. Again, it's just it's unfortunate what happened. Because I just want to for for Porzingis. What the fuck are you doing in the offseason? That's what I want to know. And he doesn't get hurt in the offseason. He gets hurt in the middle, middle of the year. That, that's, that's tough for Porzingis. It, it, it's, just, it's unfortunate. It really it is. is. But we move on to uh, the last series, the one that the game two just ended today. The Clippers was Utah Jazz. Gene, you had the Clippers win the whole championship. I did. And I'm, the Clippers are down 2-0, mm-hmm. which, I mean, it's, it's the Clippers. It's, it's part for the course. Yes. They, were, they went down 2-0 to the Mavs and, no and worked that out. Yeah, but... No, I mean this is this is better than that. Yeah. Because that they lost two games at home. Yeah. Or what, what they call at home at the Lakers Stadium. <laughs> Make no mistake. Um, they, they lost two games away to Utah. That's par for the course. Uh, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Listen, I I think I think Utah sweeps them personally. 
it's it's hard to it's hard to pick a team that doesn't have a home court. Yeah, but it's, there's something about the Clippers that, and you you said maybe it's dot maybe maybe it's not dot maybe it's the Clippers. Yeah, I think it's the Clippers. I think you can't have Kawhi as the leader of your team. You need to have somebody else who's vocal. Cool. I mean, because if you're not going to be vocal, you need to show up on time. I don't think Kawhi's leader. Kawhi's the best player, but not the leader. The problem is the leader is someone who, who's a fucking moron. It's Patrick. Oh, Jesus. That can't. No, please don't. Patrick. Oh. It's Patrick. Pat, Patrick Patrick can't leader. be the leader of that team. But I agree, but he is. How? I don't know. My brother's short loud. It's not the short. How? Oh. And he'd he be fooling y'all thinking he played defense. No, he ain't fooling me. We just... <laughs> he'd be fooling y'all. My father just fouls and he, no one calls it. Like we've had this call before. I'm like he's he's out there fouling dudes. Why is oh. no one calling it? Oh, he actually, he actually hit LeBron a few times. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm like these are like, like he's out here. This is assault like, and battery like, in the streets. We're in the no handshaking era. This dude yeah. has two hands on this dude's back. So he's like, literally extended. Yeah, Why is no one calling these fouls? That's, that's, mm. he, he 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 fooling people thinking he played defense. I'm not gonna count the Clippers out. I just can't. The Clippers' second option is Paul George. I can't rely on Paul George. Listen, man. Paul been playing great in the playoffs. He had one bad game. Paul had one bad game in the playoffs. Paul, I will jump on any chance I get to make fun of that dude. But Paul has been playing great. I will say this. I, I don't know what the fuck Kawhi does sometimes, but I think he hears everything. Because when he had, when everybody's like, nah, he needs to be playing better, that man fucked around and mm. scored 46 points. 42. 42. 45. 45. Yeah. And thirty something in the closeout game. Only wait a minute. I mean, t- Paul George's stat line today: twenty-seven points, six assists, ten rebounds. And Kawhi didn't have a bad stat line either. Kawhi Ka- shot above, I think, forty-five percent. Yep, twenty-one points, five assists, four rebounds. The problem is, right? Marcus Morris. No, 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 no. You were. Like, we are over here naming stats. One of my favorite stats, especially for stars, is their plus-minus. Like, how does he doing with their plus minus? Of course. Kawhi's plus minus is negative eight. Paul George's plus minus is negative 12. It, they're, they're the two worst on the team. How does that? <sighs> their plus minus is two of the worst on the team. That is that is utterly confusing. The best plus minus for today's game against, against Utah game two was Nicholas Batum with a plus seven. Your best players cannot be that far or minus. They can't be. Mm-hmm. Like... Donovan Mitchell, who went off again for 37 today, has a negative 2 plus minus. But then Joe Ingles, who is the leader of this squad, Joe and, yeah, I mean, it is Joe. Good old Australian motherfucker, love him. Um, he had a plus 21. He's there in, it is right there. Like, like, he's in, that team That team is rolling. 19 points, 40 bounds, 4 assists, but shoots, shot 70%. Oh my God. Holy shit. I'm going to read off to you. The field goal percentages of uh, their top seven players today. You ain't got to read them off. I'm looking at them. <laughs> you, you see that? That is some bullshit. The lowest is 50% from Royce O'Neal. <laughs> what? I'm looking at this. That is crazy. Yo, we need to get this Clippers. Clippers, come on, man. Y'all, need, y'all got L.A. to yourselves now for the first time in, in my lifetime. LeBron's not in the second round. No, now, no y'all, LeBron, no Steph in the West. No, y'all not going to make L.A. a Clipper town. I've been to L.A. That ain't. I mean, no. Like, gonna happen. But. I would say if you win, you wouldn't even stand a chance, but you ain't going to win either. So that's the point. 
what they need to do is build another stadium. I, I believe I believe Bomber's working on yeah, it. Yeah, they need to build. He, he got enough money. Yeah, Bomber's working on it. They need to build a new arena because you can't be, keep playing in the lakes. Yeah, you are living in the basement. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, that concludes all four conference semifinals games. We'll have another update after after a couple of days when, you know, all four teams, all four games have been played. On that note, I am Ty. I'm Eugene. And this has been Barbecue and Curry. Basketball, baby. Basketball, baby.